Section eight of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume five. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume five. Section eight. Essay on William Black by Charles Dudley Warner. William Black, born 1841. In view of Mr. Black's accurate and picturesque descriptions of natural phenomena, it is interesting to know that of his varied youthful studies, botany most attracted him, and that he followed it up as an art pupil in the government schools. But his bent was rather for journalism than for art or science. Before he was twenty-one he had written critical essays for a local newspaper on Ruskin, Carlyle, and Kingsley, and shortly afterward he wrote a series of sketches after Christopher North that at this early age gave evidence of his peculiar talent. The artistic use of natural effects in the development of character, the pathos of the grey morning or the melancholy of the evening mist when woven in with tender episode or tragic occurrence william black was born in glasgow scotland november sixth eighteen forty one and received his early education there he settled in london in eighteen sixty four and was a special correspondent of the morning star in the franco-prussian war but after about ten years of the life of a newspaper man during which he was an editor of the london news he abandoned journalism for novel writing in eighteen seventy five in the intervals of his work he travelled much and devoted himself with enthusiasm to outdoor sports of which he writes with a knowledge that inspires a certain confidence in the reader a scotch skipper once told him that he need never starve because he could make a living as pilot in the western highlands and the fidelity of his descriptions of northern scotland have met with the questionable reward of converting a poet's haunt into a tourist's camp not that mr black's is a gamekeeper's catalogue of the phenomena of forest or stream or the poetic way of depicting nature by similes the fascination of his writing lies in our conviction that it is the result of minute observation with a certain atmospheric quality that makes the picture alive more one is conscious of a sensitive pathetic thrill in his writing these sights and sounds when they are unobtrusively chronicled are penetrated by a subtle human sympathy as if the writer bent close to the earth and heard the whispers of the flowers and stones as well as the murmur of the forest and the roar of the sea he is eminently a popular writer a vivacious delineator of life and manners even when he exhibits his versatility at the cost of some of his most attractive characteristics in sunrise we have a combination of romance and politics its motive supplied by the intrigues of a widespread communistic society kilmini is the story of a painter shandon bells of a literary man the monarch of mincing lane tells of the london streets the heroine of the handsome humes is an actress the scenes in Bruxelles are played in athens scotland and england all these novels have tragic and exceptional episodes 
the humor is broad as the humor of a pessimist always is and the reader finds himself laughing at a practical joke on the heels of a catastrophe mr black knows his london especially the drawing-room aspect of it and his latest novel is sure to have the latest touch of fad and fashion although white heather does not cease to grow nor deer to be stalked nor flies to be cast in highland waters we cannot admit that he is exceptionally fortunate in the heroines of these novels however for they are perfectly beautiful and perfectly good and nature protests against perfection as a hurt to vanity our real favorites are the dark-eyed queen titania the small imperious person who drives in state in strange adventures of a phaeton and sails with such high courage in white wings and the half-sentimental half-practical wholly self-seeking siren bonnie leslie in kilmeny who develops into something a little more than coquettish in the kitty of shandon bells these and half a dozen other novels by mr black entitle him to his place as a popular novelist they are alternately gay and sad they are spirited and entertaining certain characters like the heroine of sunrise cast a bright effulgence over the dark plots of intrigue but mr black is at his best as the creator of the special school of fiction that has highland scenery and highland character for its field he has many followers and many imitators but he remains master on his own ground the scenes of his most successful stories the princess of thule a daughter of heth in far lochaber macleod of dare and madcap violet are laid for the most part in remote rural districts amid lake and moorland and mountain wilds of northern scotland whose unsophisticated atmosphere is invaded by airs from the outer world only during the brief season of hunting and fishing but the visit of the worldling is long enough to furnish incident both poetic and tragic and when he enters the innocent and primitive life of the native as lavender entered that of the proud and beautiful princess of thule sailing her boat in the far-off waters of sky or the cruel gertrude in the grim castle of dare he finds all the potencies of passion and emotion the temperament of the highlander is a melancholy one the narrow life with its isolation and its hardships makes him pessimistic and brooding though endowed with the keen instinct and peculiar humor of those who are far removed from the artificialities of life but mr black ascribes this temperament not to race or hardship or isolation but to the strange sights and sounds of the sea and land on which he dwells to the wild nights and fierce sunsets to the dark ocean plains that brood over the secrets that lie in their depths under his treatment nature is subjective and plays the part of fate natural scenery is as the orchestra to a wagnerian opera the shifting of the clouds the voice of the sea the scent of the woods are made the most important factors in the formation of character he whose home is in mountain fastnesses knows the solemn glory of sunrise and sunset and has for his heritage the high brave temper of the warrior 
with the melancholy of the poet the dweller on tawny sands where the waves beat lazily on summer afternoons and where wild winds howl in storm is of like necessity capricious and melancholy the minor key in which poe thought all true poetry is written is struck in these his earlier novels let the day be ever so beautiful the air ever so clear the shadows give back a sensitive luminous darkness that reveals tragedies within itself not that the sentient background as he has painted it is to be confounded with the sympathy of nature with character of the older school in which hysterical emotion is accentuated by wild windstorms and the happiness of lovers by a sunshiny day but character as depicted by him in these early novels is so far subordinate to nature that nature assumes moral responsibility when macleod of dare commits murder and then suicide we accept it as the result of climatic influences and the tranquil conscienced hamish the would-be homicide but obeys the call of the winds especially in the delightful romances of skye mr black reproduces the actual speech and manners of the people and as romance of motive clothes barren rocks in rich hues and waste bogland in golden gorse it does like loving service for homely characters the dialect these people talk without editorial comment delights and amuses from its strangeness and also from the conviction that it is as real as the landscape they tell wonderful tales of moor and fen as they tramp the woods or sail on moonlit waters and sitting by a peat fire of a stormy night discuss between deep poles of scotch whisky the erastianism that vitiates modern theology we must look in the pages of scott for a more charming picture of the relation of clansman to chief but mr black is his own most formidable rival he who painted the sympathetic landscapes of northern scotland has taught the reader the subtle distinction between these delicate scenes and those in which nature's moods are obtrusively chronicled there are novels by mr black in reading which we exclaim with the exhausted young lady at the end of her week's sightseeing what another sunset and he set himself a difficult task when he attempted to draw another character so human and so lovable as the princess of thule although the reader were ungracious indeed did he not welcome the beautiful young lady with the kind heart and the proud hurt smile whom he became familiar with through frequent encounters in the author's other novels and if earl scope who has a dim sort of kinship with the more vigorous hero of jane eyre has been succeeded by well-bred young gentlemen who never smoke in the presence of their female relatives though they are master hands at sailing a boat and knocking down obtrusive foreigners mr black has not since a daughter of heth done so dramatic a piece of writing as the story of the earl's death and coquette's flight the daughter of heth with her friendly simplicity and innocent wiles and madcap violet the laughter-loving deserve perhaps a kinder fate than a broken heart and an early grave but what the novelist gogol said of himself and his audience fifty years ago is as true as ever 
thankless is the task of whoever ventures to show what passes every moment before his eyes when he is heart-breaking and therefore exceptional mr black is most interesting a sad ending is not necessarily depressing to the reader there is something says la rochefoucauld in the misfortunes of our best friends that doth not displease us in mr black's later novels the burden of tradition has been too heavy for him and he has ended them all happily as if they were fairy tales he chose a more artistic as well as a more faithful part when they were in keeping with life end of section eight